Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Pump Fig, everybody. Championship weekend preview of the Pump Fig. Jared Bailey joined by Rudy enthusiast Matt Verderam. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. That's true. I am the enthusiast of that. How are you? I've been meaning to bring that up with you for like the past month. I just keep forgetting because you told me to go straight to hell because I said I wasn't a fan of Rudy. Listen, can't help me. Another, some people are stupid. <laughs> you're fault more than that way. Can't help it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it, obviously. It's just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Oh, it's like, it's a great uh, human interest story. It's not really sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I think it was just the, uh, nothing against the actor per se. I just, the, uh, uh, what's the actor's name who plays Rudy? Yeah. Yeah. The guy from Lord of the Rings. That I shouldn't, uh, Sean Aston shouldn't only be known as Guy from Lord of the Rings, but that's what, I, what I've always known him as. Lord but. of the Rings sucks. Ru- Rudy's an actual. Rudy. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fantasy person, but I, I, I enjoyed Lord of the Rings when I was growing up. It's all terrible. That, Harry Potter. I've only seen the first two Harry Potter Star movies. Star Wars, it's all garbage. You, we can agree for the most part on that. I'm not big into any like, most, you, most of the Battlestar Galactica. You're all nerds. <laughs> Mike Freeman's a big Star Trek guy. That's great. It's, you know, listen, I, I like Mike. He does great work, but uh, <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Oh, you and I were talking in the lobby about how much this game has been talked about, Chiefs Bengals, but uh, yep. it is. It is our civic duty to 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 discuss it. Um, <laughs> I told you I was going to try to think of a question that you haven't been asked yet. Good luck. And I'm going to do my damnedest. Um, oh, what did you think of the uh, the mayor of Cincinnati? <laughs> um, that was weird. That was very weird. Look, man. You're a politician. Why don't you stick to your politics? Like, and and, yeah, and I don't mind saying that because I've been told to stick to sports eight thousand times in my life. Like, look. And by the way, if you if you don't want to stick to politics and you want to be that guy, like jump in. Hey, man, listen. You want to do some corny who day thing? Like, <laughs> go nuts. I'm not. I'm not telling that to do that. You want to. You want to. You know, have a friendly wager with the mayor of Kansas City. Like, God knows, you wouldn't be the first guy to do that. Fine, go ahead. You start doing stuff about like who's the father of Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's weird. It's really weird. It's corny, number one. It's really strange, number two. I got to tell you, you know what? I am a big believer that trash talk a lot of times is extremely overrated. Like, these guys get into these games, man, and, like, they don't they don't care. You think it's on second and eight, somebody's in a huddle going, hey, hey, remember what he said? Like, no, nobody's doing that. I will tell you this. The Chiefs are going to be higher than shit for this football game. I mean, after all the stuff with Burrowhead and the mayor and all all the – I mean, last year, listen, the Bengals earned it, but they're smoking cigars and lighting up this pack. And all this, they, I'm telling you, I don't know if it's going to mean the Chiefs are going to win the game. They're going to be higher than all get out for this football game. Like, it is it is going to be – but that on top of everything going on with Mahomes and they're back in their own building. And it's, of course, now it's been renamed Burrowhead. It, it is – the Bengals are talking an awful lot for a team that has never won a ring, ever. Like, it, it's a, they deserve to talk all they want about Kansas City. They've beaten them three times in a row. Hell, I'm picking the Bengals to win the game. But you, I mean, 
if I was a fan of the Bengals, I'd be like, why? Just tone it down. It never worked out well when you talked a bunch of crap about Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that, that is something that has been very noticeable is that Cincinnati's just nonstop jawing since uh, since they've won this battle. And, well, I mean, like, more power to you, I guess, but I, you know, I don't know. It, it feels like something that could be very memeable by, 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 by the end of Sunday if they don't win. If they lose that game, the Chiefs are going to have a field day with them on social media. Yeah. The, both the team account, the players, I mean, they are going to have a field day with Cincinnati to win this game. Oh, look, that all said, the game's not played back and forth. It's about being on the field. But, like, the, the, the one thing I do find interesting about this, um, the Bengals have forever been this team, certainly the last couple of years with Burrow, where, and rightfully so, I might add, where they've been the underdog mentality, right? It's always been like us against the world. We got the big chip on our shoulder. Nobody believes in us. Everybody thinks about the Chiefs. Everybody thinks about the Bills. Nobody cares about little old Cincinnati. And you know what? They're 100% right to feel that way. That has been the case. Until they beat the Bills on Sunday. And Mahomes twisted his ankle or sprained his ankle, as it were. And then it went from they're this underdog to everybody and their mother is picking Cincinnati to win this football game. And the Bengals just can't stop talking. The Cincinnati mayor can't stop talking. Like, all these people just are, like, going and going. And now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs, in a really odd twist of fate, are somehow, like, this plucky underdog in their own building. Like, that is the one thing. The Bengals always have this aggression. From like, we're the underdog. And I know technically on, like, on the lines are the underdog right now by a point and a half. They were the favorite. Now they're the dog. But nobody in, in actuality thinks they're an underdog in this game. It's very interesting to see how mentally that's going to play out. Because – they're always the team that it's like we're gonna we're gonna prove something. Look, all this all this dumb crap that they've been talking about with you know the refunds, got to get your refunds. They were selling tickets to play Jacksonville. Like, did such? Listen, God, and I'm not knocking. Like, God bless Jack Taylor, and he can get them pissed about it. That's all fine and well, but like, let's be honest about something. They were also selling tickets for an AFC Championship game that didn't materialize. I just think if you're if you're Cincinnati, this is not the way you want to go in there. Just infuriating everybody involved and then personally shooting at Mahomes. Like, not the greatest thing in the world to do when you're missing three offensive linemen in your top corner going into this football game. We'll see. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the spread on this. Like, it's gone so – we haven't seen lines move like this since Major League Baseball locker rooms in the 1980s. Boom! Baseball cocaine joke. Nice, nice. Snuck nice. in there. Well, Thank, well, you well, well played. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. JP Acosta was on earlier in the week, and he brought up a tremendous stat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' EPA per drop back after he sprained his ankle would have been second in the NFL – Behind only Patrick Mahomes with two healthy ankles. Correct. I mean, it's the same thing. Listen, that's why, like, everybody's going so nuts about Mahomes this week. This this game is not going to be about him. I would be shocked if it is. This game, unless unless he just goes Terminator and throws for, like, five touchdowns or something, mm-hmm. then it's not him. If they – the Chiefs are going to win or lose this game based on their lines. Their offensive line is really good, but it's it's struggled at times against Cincinnati on the tackles. Um, 
defensively. The Chiefs only have two sacks in the last two games combined against against Cincinnati. Jeez. Now, you know, look, you got you got Chris Jones walking out of his presser today telling everybody he'll see him at Burrowhead on Sunday, and he's going against the backup guard. Frank Clark, who's fourth all-time in sacks in the playoffs. Who, I, If the Chiefs told every regular season game, if they told Frank Clark it was a playoff game, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going against the backup tackle. They've got Carl Loftus, who has six sacks in his last eight games, going against a backup tackle. Like, this this could be very – and they also have Carlos Dunlap as well and some other – Mike Dana, who's played well. Like, this game's going to be determined by those guys. If they get a, if they get home up front and they get pressure and they sack Burrow, they're going to win the game. They'll win the football game. You know, they've lost three games in a row, and the Bengals deservedly so get full marks for it. The Chiefs have led in every fourth quarter. Like, it's not like the Chiefs have been blown out in these games. The Chiefs have just yeah. absolutely short-circuited in these football games, partially because the Bengals are very good. Um I think the biggest key for the Chiefs is up front and not turning the ball over. They win those two areas, they'll win the game. And if they don't, they'll lose. Yeah, I mean, we you go back to last week against uh, Buffalo where Jackson Carmen played really well, Cordell Volson played really well. Um, right. This is a very different defensive line, though. I mean, Buffalo doesn't have a, uh, a Chris Jones. Buffalo didn't have a Frank Clark. Um and that was a talking point that you and I had going into that was, okay, Von Miller isn't there. Let's see what Russo and Basham can do. And Burrow stood there all day and just nickel and dimed him to death. I uh, I rewatched some of it because there was a play that really stood out to me in that game where it was a third down. Uh, I think Buffalo sent four and they had Milano in the middle as a spy. Uh, they got they got two Burrow who had to dump off to. It was either Piran or Mixon. And Milano just made the tackle. was fourth down. And that was one of the few plays that Buffalo made all day on defense. Right. Um, you had tweeted out uh, Burrow's passing chart from the Week 13 game. And the reason I brought that previous play up is because he just carved up the middle, like short middle stuff. Um, and, you know, um, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. It's going to be a big day for them, too. Um, not only the, the Chiefs defensive line, but they need big days out of those, too. I have a very sneaking suspicion in this game that they're going to take one of them off the field and they're going to put their third safety on the field. And they're just going to say, if you're going to throw into it, it's a dime the whole game, and it's going to be some dollar too. You're going to get seven DBs, six DBs. We're going to drop everybody. If you want to run the ball for five yards a clip, go for it. Go nuts. Don't care. Like, I, the one thing I think that – and again, I'll preface this by saying I ain't picking Cincinnati to win this football game because I think they deserve to get the respect since they've beaten them three times in a row. Yeah. The one thing I think people are making a mistake about in this football game is this idea that somehow Buffalo, like that's a referendum on how this game is going to go. And I do not think that's the way this game is going to get played out. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. The Bills defensive line without Von Miller stinks out loud. Rousseau is the only guy worth the damn on that front. And the next person says to me, what about Ed Oliver? What about Ed Oliver? Who in four years has 14 sacks and five of them came as a rookie. Like, Ed Oliver is a rotational defensive lineman on the Chiefs. He is. He's not starting over Chris Jones. And I'll tell you right now. I don't. A lot of people aren't familiar with him. He's not starting over Colin Saunders. Like he's not. Believe me. I. AJ Epinesa. AJ Epinesa is like maybe the fourth edge rusher on the Chiefs. It's it's not. And these are like high draft capital that they invested in these guys. Like Oliver was like the eighth or ninth overall pick. Epinesa was an early round pick. Russo, Basham, like these are all guys Rousseau's that they good. have. Russo can play. Basham's been. Russo's awesome. good, yeah, sure, but I mean, these are all awesome. big guys that they invested in, and only yeah. one of them has really paid off in the way that they were hoping. Epinesa is a guy 
Oliver's a player, but like he's not. You're not like game planning around at all. Sure, he's a guy. He's fine. Like he's okay. He's a good, he's a solid. He's a starting player. defensive tackle. Yeah, he's fine. Um, but when they lost Miller, that entire thing went to hell. I mean, they just they couldn't get pressure. Milano and Edmonds are terrific in coverage and all that, but like the Bills' defense is not. It's not that scary. I mean, look at the last three years in the playoffs. What has happened to the Bills? Lost, giving up 27 points. And let's face it, if the Bengals want to score more than they would have, um, they gave up 42 last year getting bounced by Kansas City. And the year prior to that, they gave up 38. Their defense has gotten ab- – and they got 31 to Skylar Thompson. They have gotten roasted in these games in the playoffs over and over and over. The one thing I will say for the Chiefs in this game, win or lose, they're not going to be passive. They, if there's one thing about Spagnuolo, they will come after Cincinnati in this game. Now, some of that might be blitzing. Some of it might be sim pressure. Some of that be, might be mugging up A-gaps so they can get a one-on-one. If you go back and look at that Week 13 game with the Chiefs, they sat in, an, in a static, boring zone all game long. And I am not one often to say, well, you know, I think they weren't trying to show stuff. The only takeaway I have from that game is the Chiefs were like, look, we're not showing you anything in this game. Nothing. It's, it's the only explanation for the way that they played. They didn't play like that in one game all year, the whole rest of the year. They sat in cover two, and cover two man, and the occasional quarters coverage. Their blitzes, which are known to be exotic with Spagnuolo, were extremely vanilla, like stuff you'd see in a preseason game. I mean, they did nothing. I'm not saying they want to win the game. Certainly want to win the game. But it was very obvious they were not going to dial it up in that football game for whatever the reason. And I think in this game, you're, they're going to – pardon the term – they're going to empty the clip in this game. I mean, they're they're going to bring everything they've got because they have to to win this game. Flip sides of the ball, though, because uh, Cincinnati's defense was incredible against the Bills, a lot of simulated pressures. Mike Hilton had the game of his life. Um, Bills didn't have any sort of answer for him coming on these like delayed pressures. Um, he had that that hit on Josh Allen that uh, forced the ball loose. I think it was rolling a complete pass afterwards. Um, but he was playing everywhere. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how they treat um, sending pressure like that against Mahomes, just because of obviously the ankle stuff. Um, then I'm I'm curious to see how Bianami and Andy Andy Reid will how they're going to treat him and what their you know what his limitations are going to be. I. I'm in the minority, maybe a little bit with this. I don't think they're going to treat him any differently. No, uh, no. I mean, maybe maybe they'll limit like some rollout stuff or whatever. But I don't. I don't think they're going to treat him much differently. And he's like Mahomes is, is out of his mind. Like, he, had, I mean, look, he was clearly hurt in that Jacksonville the second half of that game. Mm. You mentioned his EPA in the second half of the game. His touchdown pass came in a jump pass. Like, it, <laughs> it was like, like I don't care. I'm going to throw it anyway. And it, the first series when he came back, they had a third and one, and he took off running for, for, for a first down. Like, it's just – I don't think he's going to care, man. He's got that mentality of, like, you're going to have to drag me off the field. He is just – I mean, anyone watching that game saw him when they told me he had to come out of the game. Oh, yeah. He went nuts. I, I just do not think – the Bengals are going to have to basically kill him to get him off the field. I, I don't think he's coming out. I don't think he's going to be very limited. They're going to do what they want to do off. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to move the football. They've always moved the ball against Cincinnati. I mean, they, even when they lose, they've scored a lot of points. Their problem's been defensively. Um, I think I don't think they're going to limit. I think they might run the ball a little bit more in this game, but I think that would have happened even if Mahomes was 100. I, I think that's just kind of the way they need to play this football game. 
the worst yards per carry they've had against the Bengals in these three losses is 5.5. Jesus. They get away from it. They have run Cincinnati over. And part of that is by design by the Bengals. They play, you know, three guys up front, four guys up front. They don't, you know, they don't run blitz. The Chiefs have run them over when they've wanted to. I think you might see more two tight ends, three tight ends, two tight ends and two running backs. I think the Chiefs might just go heavy because it, it mitigates what Mike Hilton can do as a slot blitzer. It also forces Anarumo to play more predictable defenses. You got to get in base. You got to get bigger. You can't dial up as much stuff. It becomes much harder to play a whole lot of weird coverages like that. You kind of are forced to just, it is what it is. It's a phone booth now. And oh, by the way, if they play action, they have Travis Kelsey now on a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like it, it becomes harder. And if you're on a rumo, you could say, well, if, it, if they go two personnel, I'm still going to sit nickel because I'm going to treat Kelsey like a running back. Okay, but what if they run? Or you know, they can treat him like a receiver. But then they run, they have numbers on you. So it's a weird. I remember the Pats doing that to the Chiefs in the 2018 AFC Championship game. The whole year, the Chiefs couldn't stop anybody who went into heavy personnel. And the Colts played them the, the week prior. They didn't even try to do it. They got killed. Belichick, I'll never forget it. They got the ball to start the game, and Belichick immediately came out with two backs and two tight ends. And I was like, all right, well, he's built Belichick for a reason. Here it comes. He sat in that all night. I mean, he just was like, I don't care. This is what you're not good at. Um, we'll see what happens. I am fascinated by the game. Last week, I mean, Kansas City sat in a lot of 12 and 13 where they had Justin Watson and Noah Gray, um, and it paid dividends. Now, Bengals linebackers are better than Jacksonville's linebackers, but um, Travis Kelsey had a big day. He had 18 targets against Jacksonville. I don't think we're going to see that many and 14 catches for Travis Kelsey. Um, I think it's going to be – I think some X factors are going to be Isaiah Pacheco because he had a very big game specifically on on the Chad Henney drive. Kadarius Tony, who's becoming by week one of my favorite players to watch in the game. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see um, you know kind of these counter punches from both Bianami and Reed and what Lou Anarumo does for Cincinnati Stevens. It's going to be a fun game. Um, we go ahead if you had anything. No, no, go for it. Go for it. We can move on to the NFC title game. I assume you've talked a little bit less about this game. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I've talked less about this game. Yes. Okay, glad to hear. Um, I'm I'm seeing people <laughs> just like have a debate. Like I don't know, man. I'm, I think Purdy's better than Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I, I hope the next you see real people with that commentary. Yeah, but like, I'm not. There's been debates on it with you know on your you know typical talk shows with talking heads and whatnot saying, oh, I don't know, man. I think that there's a real argument to be made here that Purdy's better than Hurts. And it's when stuff like that happens where I'm just like, I, I hope the next meteor hits us. Like, what what have we come to as a society when we're... And it's it's from the, you know, the networks and the people that you'd expect them to be from. But it, the fact that this is even getting any sort of attention um, and 49ers fans... Most for the most part on Twitter, starting the debate one, which I get it. It's it's Twitter. It's whatever. But we've said it. I feel like it's gradually throughout the week. Like, okay, this is Purdy's hardest test. Nah, this is going to be Purdy's hardest test. This is by far the toughest test that the Forty Nineers have faced since he's taken over. Yeah, I mean, look, man. I the problem with Purdy, the con, oh, not him, but the conversation about him is. Mm. 
it's kind of like the Lamar Jackson conversation. Like nobody can ever just have an honest conversation about it. It's got to be either you're, like, you're all in on Brock Purdy or he's terrible and he's a fraud and like God forbid you even discuss it. I mean, Brock Purdy's fine. Like, Brock Purdy's like he's fine. Now maybe he becomes much more than that. Like maybe he turns into a great player. Yeah. Right now, he's a guy. Like he's he's surrounded by an unbelievable amount of talent, a really good coach, an all-world defense. So Brock Purdy can kind of just be the, a guy right now, and it works. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's about to face a team every bit as talented as, he, as his team is, and they have the second-team All-Pro at quarterback, um, and Hurts is miles better than Brock Purdy. Look, I of the two games this weekend, I think one of them's a coin flip, I think the other one has a chance to get out of hand. I just don't see the Niners winning this football game unless they rush for like 200 yards. I don't see it. And against I, that Eagles defense, I mean, that's not a uh, <laughs> that's not an easy task. No, and it's like, look, man, I, I get it. Like, the Eagles have been worse against the run and all this. Stuff. That's fine. I mean, they lost one game with Hurts all year. I, I mean, they're not – to me, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Now – Against an AFC team, how do they match up? I don't know. Because here's the one dirty secret with the Eagles. Have you ever sat down and looked at who they played a quarterback this season? Dude, it's been a lot of I mean, it's a who's who of just complete garbage. Davis Mills and oh, it's ridiculous. And he's like yeah. the fifth best guy they faced. I mean, it's like you know, Dak who scored 40 on him, and then Jared Goff who lit him up in week one. Cousins on a Monday night that doesn't even count because it's a Monday night game with Cousins. Did they like, play Cooper Rush once when he was Cooper when he was Rush, in Jack? Davis Webb, Daniel, oh, Jones, yeah, I forgot Heineke, your guy Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, <laughs> Tyler Murray, Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's just on and on and on. So, but they faced Brock Purdy this week, so you don't even get an answer to that. Now against Burrow or Mahomes, that might be a whole different deal. That mm. might be a forty-two burger. I have no idea. <laughs> but against Purdy, I just don't see it. Like I don't see. The Niners lighting them up. The Eagles had 68 sacks during the regular season, I believe it was. Although I think they actually got changed recently to step in. Yeah. I'll have to look up the number. I know it was like some astronomical number. Niners had 44 and both had 18 and a half of them. Mm. So, like, guess what? The Eagles will have a great offensive line if they stop Bosa. Good night. Because the one dirty secret about San Francisco is well, they can't cover anybody on the outside. Like they are not a good coverage. So Traveris Ward, take it from somebody who watched every snap of his career. He's a good corner. He's a number two corner. Like, he's fine. And look, he's a good player. Chiefs wanted to retain him. They aggressively tried to retain him. The Niners outbid him. They, they got to a point where the Chiefs felt like it was no longer feasible financially. He's a good player. But he's not a great player. Like, it's not like you're putting him out there and going, all right, well, whoever's on him. We can't see anyone out there hung 44 on them, and they missed a field goal and turned the ball over twice. Like, I think the Eagles are the significantly better team in this game. I do. And I think it starts at quarterback. Yeah, we've seen, I mean, Seattle and Dallas both tried picking on their corner, specifically Dima Lenore, who ended up with interceptions in, in consecutive right. games for the 49ers. Um, this has the potential to be a very big A.J. Brown game because if the Eagles ground game gets going and they start being able to do play action stuff and you're going to see A.J. Brown one-on-one, and Jalen's going to toss up a go ball, yep. 50-50 ball, and AJ, AJ Brown, those are more more or less 70-30 balls with him, especially with 
whomever the 49ers are going to put on him. I, I agree with you. I think it could get out of hand, but only one way. I don't see a situation where the 49ers run away with this game uh, unless something just torrential happens for the Eagles. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't see a scenario. I, it's either going to be close where the I still think the Eagles win. I, I started the week saying I think the 49ers will win. I think I was just kind of riding a high from uh, from the Dallas game. But the Eagles are just as bit as talented as you said. Maybe a little, even a little bit more, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Who are you taking yeah. in both games? Are the Eagles and no Cincy? At the beginning of the week, I would have said the Bengals, but the fact that everybody is picking Cincinnati and all this talk, like I feel like I should just pick the Chiefs because anytime you have everybody like so unanimous on a team, very rarely do they end up being the victor. I really, I got to tell you, as the week has gone on, this game has gotten more and more fascinating. Like early in the week, I'm like, all right, Mahomes is going to be limited, and the Chiefs always lose to him. And you got to give credit where it's due. The Bengals won every one of those games. You got to yeah. give that credit. And then as this week's gone on, and it's like, hey man, Burrowhead. <laughs> like, look, I'm I obviously, as you know, not only grew up a fan of the Chiefs, but I cover the league, and I I have a lot of people, you know, close to that team because I grew up covering that team even in this business. Like, covered them for Arrowhead Pride, Arrowhead Addict. Like, I got to know people in the organization. When I tell you that team, just knowing the personality of some of the guys in that in that organization, when I tell you that team's going to be higher than shit for this football game, like, I don't know if they're going to win. I'm not saying that. They are going to want to kill Cincinnati in this football game. I don't know if they're going to do it. Want to do something and doing it are two different things. Cincinnati's a great team. But I got to tell you, the Bengals, like you, and I know people say, like, oh, it was the AC title game. They got to want to win anyway. Yeah, I get all that. But like, they're just feeding into all this stuff. Like, why is it that it matters for the Bengals when every, like, the Bengals beat the Bills and everybody's like, it's the tickets. It's all stuff. And then, like, did the, the Bengals talk crap, like, nonstop all week long, or their mayor does it now all of a sudden? It's like, does it matter anyway? Yeah, okay, look, it matters or it doesn't. I don't think it matters between the lines. I do think it matters in terms of emotion going into the football game. If I were a Bengals, I'd be a little worried about, like, are they going to be a little flat going into this thing? Like, all this stuff all week long has been about, hey, what are you guys saying about Burrowhead? What's going on with that? What is going on? The Chiefs are just being asked about it, and, like, they're not really feeding back into it. But it usually – look, I also tell you this. I have, I have been to games at that stadium. It is loud anyway. If the Bengals allow the Chiefs to get a lead in that game early – I know they've come back from deficits. I get it. I would never count them out. That place is going to come down at the studs. Like it's going. To, I I am picking Cincy because I respect the fact they've beaten them. I do think if the Chiefs play their best game, they will win the football game, regardless of what Cincinnati does. I do think they would win, but they've got to play their best game. And in those three games against the Bengals, they've done it for a half, two and a half quarters. Haven't done it. They've got to actually put it together. Kyle Brandt tweeted out a video today from a game in 1990. I want to say. Oh, it's Chief Circles. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, the game having to be paused twice because of crowd noise. That's um, something like time it happened. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's happened there a few times. Oh, yeah. That's a bucket list destination for me. I need to get to a game in Arrowhead at some point in my life. It is. Um, look, I've, I've covered games. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. You know, Buffalo. I will say one that Buffalo is a great venue for a game i i i'm i'm close enough to buffalo where i'm going to a buffalo game next year buffalo is not buffalo is a great environment new 
New England's okay. New England, I started, I went through a handful of games to cover there, like when they were already in the midst of winning a bunch of titles. And it was like, it almost became boring for them to win a game in the regular season. So like, the crowd would kind of pick its spots. Um, you know, I've been to Atlanta, I've been to LA, I've been to. You couldn't pay me to go to Gillette this, this coming year, though. I'm, I'm good. Oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, watch Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, watch. No. Nah. You know, I mean, Giants, I've been to, I haven't, I actually have not been to MetLife. I, I've been to the old Giants stadium a bunch of times. I mean, the Giants fans are not, Jeff fans or whatever. Giants fans are pretty intense. Um, but no, this game, I mean, it's it's just going to be a lot of things feeding into it all at once. It's all this disrespect all week long. And it's Mahomes. Like, if Mahomes genuinely feels good, I think the Chiefs should play action on the first play of the game and have him throw a bomb down the field. Like, he ever hit on that, they, they'd tear the place down. So, there's just a lot of weird stuff, but I honestly think all the stuff that we've been talking about to the side, the biggest thing is going to be that Chiefs defensive line, which is second in the league in sacks this year, 55. Can the Bengals block them? I don't the next person who says to me, ah, they got 55 sacks, they're gonna, they're gonna roll them. Chiefs have struggled against them in, in previous years. But also the same person who says to me, well, look what they did against the Bills. I don't give a rat's ass to against the Bills. <laughs> the Bills' best pass rusher in that game, but the fourth best guy in the Chiefs. I, I don't want to – don't waste my time with that. Um, I'm fascinated to see how this game plays out. I think it's I think it's going to be a great game. I do. I don't know if the NFC one will be. I think the AFC one will be. I hope so. They gave that one the uh, the primetime slot, which I was a little bit surprised about. Like, that's, that's the one that should have it. What's up? They alternate the AFC and NFC every year. Really? Man, would you look at that? You learn something new every day. There you go. By the way, are you, am I going to be? Uh, are we? Uh, am I going to be seeing you on uh, on Monday at uh, Mobile? Yeah, yeah. I'll be flying into Pensacola. Yeah, flying into Pensacola, and then we're taking a road trip. Yeah, I, I, I just I hadn't heard that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I'll be there. Okay, all right. What's the uh, What's the music of choice? You know what? I, I've I've thought about this for the past like three days. I cannot pinpoint the music that you listen to. I, I, I usually don't really listen to it. I just drive. The- <laughs> I'll listen to podcasts or whatever if it's a long drive. Otherwise, I just kind of sit there. Um, you know, talk. To, I mean, if I was in my in the car by myself, I just turn my phone on and just put on a shuffle or something. Mm. But usually, if like, I'm sitting in the car, it's going to be you, me, and like Matt Lombardo. So, gonna oh, Lombardo's going to be there too. Yeah, it's going to be full boat. Oh, and then we get uh, we get the mobile, and I gotta. Find oh God damn it! That means I'm sitting in the back. I gotta find, yeah, yeah, beat him to the car. <laughs> I gotta find a mutual friend of uh, ours, and I'm sure the program, uh, Mike Tanier, who I we, we share. I mean, not sharing a hotel room. We share that we always stay at the same hotel. Same hotel. So we'll uh, we'll have to get together, and then uh, then I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to the Lodi Beer Garden because I'm getting a nice big beer, and I love their burgers, so I am gonna load up. Tanira's already told me he's like, oh, there's this rib place you gotta go to. We'll go get you filled up on. I'm like, dude. Oh, I know what he's talking about. We go there every year. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about Daniel that. And Ed I Holm- are always like, we pretty much have every meal together. So I, yeah, I know where we're gonna go. Ed Holm had told me about a place that he had wanted to go. Like, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of uh, mutual friends. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing his. Uh, I love Ed Holm. He- Ed Holm is the only person I know who makes me feel short. How tall is Ed Holm? He's got to be six five, six six. Really gotta be yeah he's big i didn't pinpoint him as a tall guy not not a heavy but just tall he's a big guy um raven's i'm sure uh thor will be down there I, i'll have to shoot him a text i'm i hate having tall friends how tall are you six two jesus christ raven's six five apparently at home six six yeah rave raven is a is raven's a, a tree Man, he is yeah. ginormous 
Yeah. Thor's so. not small either. Who? Thor. Oh, yeah, Thor. No, he's not small. <laughs> he's. No, this is it. No, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, hell, here it's like 15 degrees and it's snowing. So I'm looking forward to getting down there. It's going to rain, I think, the entire week, but I'm still looking forward to getting down there. I, I looked at the forecast uh, Tuesday through Thursday. It's just It just said clouds. Yeah, that's good. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it stays that way. I don't want it to be too hot, though, because I want to be able to like wear clothes I'm comfortable in. Big 70. That should be okay. I will tell you this, though, just from experience. It's right on the water. It's going to feel like 60. Yeah, I was going to say, the stadium is very windy. So it's going to feel like 60. I, I'm looking forward to it. Get down there. I mean, travel down there Monday through Thursday. Come home for three days. Go to the Super Bowl for a week. Come back. Try to regroup for two weeks. And then go to Indianapolis for the Combine. I'm looking forward to that a lot. That's going to be fun. Have you ever gone to the Combine? This will be my first Combine. You will enjoy it. That is that is a lot of fun. I Of all the trips, with due respect to Mobile and the Super Bowl, my favorite is going to the uh, – Combine. That is you and Kinnear have said the same thing about that. Um, it's just fun, man. It's, it's just a good time. It's a great city. Um, I was going to say, Indianapolis has gotten a, a lot of good rapport, apparently. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, Indy's just just the way they put it all together. Um, it's just a it's just a good. In fact, I literally just saw that the uh, the event credential thing opened up, so I'm going to have to apply right now. Oh man, perfect timing. I will do the uh, same. But yeah, man, it's just it's just a good. Um, it's just a really good time. It's just a really well put together event. A lot content wise, a lot reporting wise. You can get it. I tell you though, it's the only place I ever like. I do not stay up really. I'm to the point in my life. I'm 34. I got two kids. I, I'm I'm done. I'm not. I'm not closing any bars now, except in Indianapolis, where whatever the reason, I always end up running into people that I hang out with, like one, two, and then I run into other people, and then it's like 5.30 in the morning, and I, I, I got to sleep for an hour, and then shower and shave before the presser. It's a good time. Yeah, the last time I was in Mobile, like that's kind of what the, uh, the routine was, was leaving at like 2.30 or 3, get back, wake up, go back to the stadium, do my write-ups, go out and kind of repeat the process. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to doing that again. I owe... Uh, Ryan Edwards. <laughs> Apparently, you can't get a certain. What what the hell beer does he like? It's a Boston beer. It might be some sort oh, of Sam Adams thing. Yeah, uh, he apparently you can't get them in Colorado. So every time that he's here, he just loads up on them. So I told him that I would uh, I'd get him some. I'm looking forward to I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody. You know, we've known each other, you and I, for like five years. Never seen you in person. Is that true? Yeah. Because wow. the only year that I went to Mobile, you didn't go that year because it was the yeah, COVID, COVID year. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. And if if only Kurt didn't get a big boy job with his favorite team, he'd be going too. Where uh, where are you staying? You like need me, up. Eric Crocker, and a few others from Niners Nation got an Airbnb. So nice. there you go. All, all taken care of. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be nice. Airbnbs are. I love Airbnbs. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think a lot of the, the fan side of the team is doing that for the Super Bowl, though. I'm I'm going uh, I'm a big time. I'm not really. I uh, <laughs> my, my dad is actually going to be down at Super Bowl week uh, just because he he loves to bird watch, and apparently Arizona is a big place for that. So he was like, oh, what the hell? I'll just go down there. And uh, so he got uh, your dad just flying down to Arizona. Yeah, he's going to be there for two weeks. He's going to be there before we even get there. Like Jesus. He's, he's, he's going to retire in three months. So he's basically like mentally already retired. Oh, and he was like, I'm just going to fly down there, whatever, do what I want to do. And then when you get down there, 
He's like, I'll get a hotel room near Phoenix, which he did. And he's like, I'll just, you know, we can split the room. So, you know, he's like, well, you know, get a couple, you know, queen beds or whatever. Okay, that's fine. So then I think as the week goes on, I'm just going to move to the media hotel. But I figure in the meantime, now what the hell? Well, that's nice. That'll be some fun, some some good is he like retiring to that part of the world or is he just... no no he's he's just he just likes going down to arizona texas i guess he's a huge outdoorsman he loves to bird i mean he like mm. like to the point that like i've actually like, every once in a while i'll get sucked in i'll hang out with him and like somebody like like out here in illinois you know he lives in new york will be like oh are you are you lance verderant like people know who he is like nationally because he's like legitimately that good at it really yeah, it's kind of funny like people like know who he is um yeah, he's on all these different Audubon Society things, and like people that's crazy. Stop him and be like, "Hey, I know you know I saw your face on this thing." Like, so your yeah, dad so. sounds like an interesting human being. That's 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 pretty cool. You would never in a million years picture him as like, if you knew him, you'd be like, "That really?" Like you, like, he's he's like the ultimate like sports guy. That's what he's into. But yeah, yeah, he's also like huge nature guy. So. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. Everybody needs a hobby. That's awesome. Um. I did say I would try to ask you something you haven't been asked yet before you got to go. I know you're, I'm sure your daughter's waiting to, to tackle you or play some sort of game. Yeah. Um, Frank Reich hiring. What do you think of it? Good. Um, I think Frank Reich deserves a second job. I thought Steve Wilkes, I think, did about everything imaginable to get that job. I don't know what else the poor guy had to do, and he was yeah. classy about it this morning on Twitter. Um, Look, I think Reich's a good coach. And now Justine Anderson of uh, CBS is reporting that Fangio is strongly considered there. And that would be great for the Panthers. They get Fangio. Yeah, however, do well. Um, they just got to find the quarterback. But I think I think Reich, look, he can coach. Reich is a good coach. It, it, the question is going to be, can they get the quarterback? They never got it in the after block retired. They never found that guy. Six different starters in his six years. I'm going to go ahead and guess it for Frank Reich. That is going to be the priority this offseason, bar none. Like whatever it takes, um, I like I it. draft one or trade for one or perhaps well, both. I, I think they'd like to trade up and get one. Um, you know, during the top ten, it's going to be really interesting, man. I uh, I think it's a good hire. I think Ryan's if he ends up going to Houston, that's always been kind of what I think a lot of people in the league league have expected. I think that'd be a good hire by them. I do think though, if they hire Ryan's, what I think will be an excellent head coach. They mm -hmm. need to find a strong offensive mind there because you're going to be drafting the quarterback. Yeah, you want you want to pair Ryan's with a really good offensive coordinator, just like I think you know Reich. It's smart to pair him with a defensive coordinator who's really strong. Like, I'd be intrigued to see if he brings Bobby Slowkick with him uh, to to Houston, assuming that is where he goes. You know, I, I think I think you got to find that offensive mind, uh, you know, who can work really closely with him every day. I will tell you this: I think it's a referendum on the three jobs that are still open. I mean, who wants these jobs? Yeah. Who wants these jobs, man? Like, I mean, you look at the Houston job would be appealing just because of it's kind of a fresh start on the draft capital, but Nick Casario yeah, seems yeah. kind of like I'm a nut. Indy, Arizona, Denver. Oh, okay. Who, yeah. who the hell wants these jobs? Yeah, I mean, it's a – You don't it's even a hear about home. people with these jobs. Like, it's like you don't even – normally it's like they interview this guy. Now, now, the Colts have interviewed about half the league. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like Jeff Saturday yeah. or Eric – Can you imagine if Saturday keeps the job? Oh, I can absolutely imagine because I think Garcia wants him to get the job. If you're Eric Bannami and you don't get that job because Jeff Saturday gets that job, do you just retire on the spot? Like, I mean, like, what? It's unbelievable. Did Bannami interview for that job? Yeah, he's like a finalist for the job. Oh, okay. I got to tell you, I'm, I really would not like. They can't do anything about it. The NFL league office. If there is any 
way they can be, hey, Jim, listen. <laughs> like, we're not saying, Jim, but we're just saying. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, really? I mean, after what we just witnessed, really? Um, so, yeah, he's, you know, I mean, that job, nobody wants that job because Ursay's a, a loose cannon and they have no right. quarterback. Denver, everybody's like, oh, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. How's that going? I mean, Walton's got more money than God, and they can't get mm-hmm. anybody to go there. Because who the hell wants to be attached to Wilson? Nobody's going to say that publicly. Yeah. But let's let's just be honest about this. Call Nobody space. wants to go there because Wilson is looked upon by a lot of people in the league as irredeemable. And then Arizona, it, Bidwell's never been known for laying out a bunch of money. Kyler Murray is a guy that I think people think is talented, but I don't know that they're overly excited to work with. Um, just it's a it's a rough roster overall. We got some receivers. That's about it. Now they're talking about trading Hopkins out of there. Like I just those three jobs, I think are going to go to three guys who really don't have a lot of other options. I mean, it, you know, if they want to be a head coach. I mean, the enemy. A lot of I think a lot of what you're saying is why guys like Ben Johnson were just like, I'll stay in Detroit. Yes, 100. And if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking at those three jobs. Are you kidding me? I'll wait a year. I'll collect the check from Fox and yep. from the Saints, by the way, and I will wait a year. And if you're the Saints, you're going, cool. You're going to get compensation either way. You still have two more years, buddy. Have fun. Like, oh, I, I don't I don't think there's any – if I'm Sean Payton, there's no way I'm taking one of these three jobs. I'm waiting. I'm assuming that Dallas and or the Los Angeles Chargers job will be open, and I'm going to the highest bidder in 2024 if I am Sean Payton. Absolutely. Why? I mean, no, it's to me, man, it makes no sense if Sean Payton – and every, all these people were like, but money, but money. He's getting paid by Fox and the Saints. He's not starving. Like, he's probably making 25 million bucks this year. Like, he's fine. He's, he's going broke. So I, I think if I'm if I'm him, man. I'm going to keep going on Cowherd every Monday or whatever oh, the hell it is. I'll, I'll chill on the Fox studio on Sundays with Michael Strahan. And, uh, I'll, wait yeah. till, I'll wait for the Chargers or Cowboys or McVeigh decides to leave the Rams. And I'll go to LA. Like, I'm not going to. Like going to Arizona or Denver or Houston or not Houston, Indianapolis for what? So Mahomes can kick my teeth in in that division for the next ten years. I mean, the AFC South is not a strong division, but that team with that—I mean, with that ownership—like, yeah. if I'm Sean Payton, I'm Sean Payton. I'm not going some reclamation project. Like, I'm I'm good. I'll wait my turn. All right. Said you give me a half hour. I took you a little bit over. My apologies. Okay. Um. Yeah, buddy. I will see you Monday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a lot of fun. Sounds good. All right, pal. Well, hey, I hope hope the best for your your mental health this Sunday. I'm just ready to get this game over with. I'm sure you are, too. Yes. Um, and yeah, next time. I mean, I gave you my picks. I think it would be the Andy Reid Bowl. I think it would be Chiefs Eagles. Have you, have you released your picks yet for fansided? Yeah, I have the Bengals and the Eagles. Um, okay. I. I think if the Chiefs play their best game, they'll win. But out of I, I have a rule that if one team always beats the other one, like I, I I'm picking them out of respect until it goes the other way. Sure. So that's how I feel about that game. I think that game is if Kansas City plays its best, it moves on. But they've got to prove they can do it against this opponent because they haven't done it. So prove it. I'm very much looking forward to uh, betting my little butt off on on both these games, considering we're running out of weeks to do so. So. Have fun. Fingers crossed for the same game parlays. See you guys after championship week preview the Super Bowl and senior bowl coverage next week. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of it. So it'll be a lot of fun. See you guys till then. Bump fake, Matt. Oh, I'm so excited for next week, dude. Sounds good, man. Take care. Yep.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.